Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. I'm Reek. And um, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to start everything off with some shout outs. Um, I want to shout out Judah, Johnny, and Fule. Um, they have a podcast by the name of The Most Unknown uh, there's three good brothers out in the D.C. area. I believe you should give their show a listen. They um they be having me weak. You know what I mean? Um, Judah provides the topics. Johnny, for the most part, provides the commentary. And this nigga Fule pretty much just ad-libs the whole motherfucking episode. It's pretty dope when you're listening to it. Uh, y'all should give that shit a listen. Uh, shout out to Nat Black, an up-and-coming uh, singer. Uh, I'm actually going to be... Matter of fact, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but whatever. Shout out to Nat Black. I officially Nat Black, I believe, is her Instagram handle. Um, I would like to shout out Danny and TJ of the Lovers Quarrel podcast. They recently did something uh cool. Um, they took life by the horns and recently had weight loss surgery, the both of them. Um, we all just trying to stay alive out here. You know what I'm saying? I saw them after the surgery. I believe I saw them uh, a little under a month ago and it was looking pretty spectacular. It's one of my favorite black couples that I personally know. So listen to the Lovers Quarrel podcast just so you can get an inside look of what it's like to be married. Um, I want to shout out Tahoe TV, Tahoe underscore TV, DJ Trom, and uh, Daja Bell. Uh, they have a show by the name of So Shameless. You know what I'm saying? Those three are spectacular top tier individuals. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the duality of their show is pretty dope. You have the bug out being Tahoe, you have Tron being the passive reserved one, and you have Dodge that pretty much spearheads the show as far as uh as far as just mixing things up. You know what I'm saying? At times it be at times it could be tumultuous. At times it's actually pretty insightful, but that show is incredible nonetheless. Shout out to my man I front for the net, my man Mike. I believe he's a coach at High Hollow Hills East or West. I forgot what what town. You know what I mean? I used to hoop with him in college. And shout out to Tasha Talks A Lot. You know what I'm saying? I want to give her a personal shout out. She shouted me out on her last episode. It was about a 26 minute look into her life. You know what I'm saying? Um, she even said to herself that it was inspired by me and we're just out here inspiring each other as black people and as creatives. So I just want to make sure those shouts, show, my apologies, those shout outs were, uh, those shout outs were out in the atmosphere. Now, my throat is always so motherfucking parched, man. I need to drink some more water. Oh, uh, damn. All right. So, it's Monday. What's today's date? It is the motherfucking 16th. And um, how did my weekend go? How did my weekend go? My weekend was pretty dope, actually. Um, It was really reserved. I went to a game night. On Saturday, that was pretty smooth. Uh, you know, same thing was, that I've been saying. Uh, as far as the show is concerned, when you go on out to parties, you just, your conversation skills just got to be together, man. And I mean, whether you're going to the function or you're going to game nights, you got to make sure that you enhance your skills as a conversationalist. You know what I'm saying? Get more interest. Uh, go on the internet and just browse more things just to 
retain more information and i mean just so you can spew it out when you're amongst a group of people because the worst thing to do is to be in a room full of people where social interaction is needed and you're just being the quiet guy now i'm saying that shit is not cool uh women have actually pulled me aside and said that uh the quiet guy never gets the vagina know what i mean and um that brings me to another point <clears> throat was so fucking dry man in my experience in my travels as i tread the earth with the size 12 shoe i uh i'm starting to see a little bit of a pattern as far as behavior is concerned you have a group of men that be like you know i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna fall back i'm just gonna be the cool guy and the women's gonna come to me and it's all gonna be smooth in the hood and yada da 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 and then you have the other uh, type of man that's like, nah, I'm really going to be locked in with everybody in the room. I'm going to make everybody laugh. I mean, I'm going to do the most. you got to find the middle balance. Reason being is because, you know, everybody's heard that old adage, closed mouths don't get fed, right? Uh, there's no way in hell that just based on you being the quiet guy that women are going to come approach you. Now, here's the only issue with that. With these, with this particular type of person, it's worked out with, with them before, where you'll have women that are like once in a million that will stop what they're doing, be like, hey, why are you so quiet? Why are you all over here? Is everything cool? And then they explain, cool, like, yeah, yeah, I'm so right, I'm sitting, chilling and all that, you know, I'm just, I'm just part of the party, I mean, I'm just chilling, doing my thing, whatever, blah, 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 and I mean, and you think that by you sitting there by yourself, and women approaching you that makes you that nigga or that's all a part of like your strategy which now that i'm thinking about it now i'm going down this rabbit hole before i even get into my weekend i'm going to share a story with you guys so uh years ago everything i've done is years ago because i'm 98 years old and my social life is in fucking shambles at, the, at these days uh i knew a girl she used to go to school with me and i mean i'll leave her name out of it and uh we used to have sex relatively frequently it was pretty dope actually and um she wound up transferring schools and going to another college so the college actually was all westbury it was right in long island like oh i can come pull up on her so i go to the homies and i'm like listen i got this girl she used to go to school with me she goes to old westbury uh, there's nothing but women at this school. Now, I mean, she dorms. It's lit. We just got to get up in there. I got the way in. She's staying. She's, she's trying to throw a little game knife for us. Now, at this point in time, I believe they was taking tests. So visitors weren't allowed past a certain time. So we had to sneak in. We had to find parking in like some next obscure parking lot. Walk mad far. And the girls had to um, open up the side exit for us. It was about, it was a few of us, and I mean, and the people that was there with me that night listened to the show, so if you don't remember, I'm gonna fucking expose your dumb ass for being fucking, for your lack of wavy behavior. Anywho, we go into the building, we go into a room. Now, um, you see everybody searching, whatever, whatever, everybody's trying to mark their territory. I immediately point out the girl that used to consensually share a kitten with me. Now, I'm like, here, here she is, right here, this is the gracious host. And, um... You know, what's funny is when we were going to the same school, I never went into her room. She always came to mind because I used to room by myself. And uh, 
the vibes were always better that way. You know what I mean, I didn't have to worry about like a bum ass friends knocking on the door, whatever. And the dorm that I used to stay in was like wild out the way. So she used to come through with like some tarnished Ugg boots and some big ass Aeropostale sweatpants and provide me with the best kitten that God has to offer. Anywho, fast forward, we're in her dorm now. She's uh, hosting this party. Uh, we bring pizza. And um, there's so many women that were at the disposal of my friends, it made no sense. And what did my friends do? They sat there amongst themselves and just looked at everybody. Made menial conversation throughout the evening. Women are running in and out, in and out, because now words got out there like niggas is, that don't go to the school because anyone's going to college. The new guy or like the foreigner guy that they can have sex with, but they don't have to walk past in the calf or in walkways or classrooms, whatever. If they can get like some like objective penis that they don't have to go to school with, it's fucking lit. So women are coming in and out, seeing what the homies look like, seeing what the homies look like. Me, I'm getting up, I'm talking to everybody, doing what I got to do. I'm trying to make sure I establish a sense of comfort. I'm trying to establish my sense of humor. You know what I'm saying? All this type of shit. Niggas is getting up, whatever, doing a little bit of talking. So now niggas like, yo, there's mad food here. I think we should smoke. And I'm like, yo, bro, why is niggas even thinking about getting high right now? There's 478 women at our disposal. We already completed 70% of the mission because when you meet a girl, you want to get into our living quarters. We're right here. The dorms are all over the place. All you got to do is find one girl, vibe with her, go to her room, and then play badminton for all I fucking care. Like, what is niggas talking about? Like, yo, so I'm telling you, bro. Niggas need to smoke. Got the food. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, man. I don't even smoke. I just went outside with these niggas. Like, all right, cool. As we come back, it went from mad women being around to like, they were scarce. They were coming in and out of the room. And there was a point in time to where I got up and I had a huddle in front of the girls and all that. And I was like, yo, check this out. If you guys aren't paying attention, there are so many women that keep coming in and out of here. There's no niggas that's allowed in this fucking building. We're like the only niggas within like a two mile radius. Why are you niggas standing over here looking weird as fucking hell? You guys are embarrassing me. What needs to happen is you need to get up. You need to start fucking talking to some people before I snuff you niggas. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yo, yeah, you're right, so niggas is bugging, blah, 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 blah. So now I'm going with the woman that I previously had spectacular sex with. And I'm like, yo, look at these niggas, man. Just look. She's like, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with them. Like, girls keep saying that they're cute. And I'm like, oh, man, come on, son. So... As the night's winding down, they managed to talk to zero women out of the 400, 800, I'm sorry, 483 women that was popping in and out those rooms. You know what I'm saying? What they was trying to do is it was like, yo, oh, who's that right there? I'm like, oh, go, go get up and talk. And then the girl would sit there for a little while because music was playing, but nobody was on the dance floor because my niggas wasn't trying to be loopy. And they'd walk out and not come back. They were like, yo, what happened to Shorty that left? I'm like, nigga, she left because you niggas is fucking buns. So then they walked out. I told them niggas I'd be back. They left. They stayed in the lobby. I proceeded to have sex with said shorty. I came back out and I just had like a look of distaste. Like, look at you niggas, man. You were the same niggas that'd be like, where the bitches at? Where the hoes at? Where it's at tonight? What are we doing? Where's the links? I provide everything to you. I provide 
uh, a safe space. I provide an environment where there is nothing but women inquiring about your existence. I provide the idea to bring food so we don't look like bum-ass niggas that are empty-handed. I provide music. I provide a gracious host that's super objective because she's going to have sex with me. So she's literally doing this for y'all. Because I could have came here for Dolly. And look at this. We never went back. I mean, I kept in contact with Shorty, but I'm like, I'm not bringing these niggas back. So why do I say this? Where did that story come from? I'll tell you. It came from uh, what I was initially talking about as far as the game that is concerned that I went to. When you're trying to have fun, being the quiet person, be like, yo, I'm just going to let things roll. I'm just going to let things happen as they happen. That shit is whack as hell. Know what I'm saying? There's no way in, in hell that you should be in a position to where you're trying to keep your personality to yourself when you're around a group of people. Just don't be around the group of people. Go to your crib and fucking play solitaire on your laptop. Know what I mean, I'll play that weird ass pinball game that was coming out like in the mid 2000s. Now, I mean, play 2K, play the fucking Sims. I don't know what you niggas is doing, but embarrassing your homies that's inviting you to the to the function or to intimate settings so you can establish vibes with people. But you're keeping your vibe to yourself. You're doing nothing but just embarrassing all, part, all parties involved. And with all that being said, the game that I went to was pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? I had um, Jalof rice. J- Jalof. Know what I'm saying? Jolof. Jolof. Jalif. Jala. Know what I'm saying? However you fucking pronounce that shit. That shit was nothing short of spectacular. You know what I'm saying? I had some Wingstop. Uh, Hennessy Sangria was flowing through my bloodstream. And I like that. You know what I mean? Pretty smooth and all that. Word. That's a... Uh, and then Friday. What did I do on Friday? I'm trying to recall. I don't think I did much of anything on Friday. And if I did, then I'm doing a poor job of remembering. And I'm going to insult someone. Oh, I went out and just chilled at a bar, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, went linked to somebody. Had uh, some beverages in a bar. That was pretty dope. I, I got to see firsthand that women pretty much run the world. Uh, they can do like next to nothing just to get free drinks from bartenders. So that was pretty dope to experience uh, as far as like a social experiment is concerned. And the women that are aware that they can do whatever they want um, just to get free drinks or just to get free stuff in general. That shit is pretty dope. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, um, now, I'm also on a flag football team and I'm having so much fun. And there's a lot of you guys that when I tell you I play flag football and that I play in a basketball league, they're like, nigga, you play flag? So what? Why you play flag? Who does that? Look, this nigga's fucking 88 years old, still playing flag football. There's something to be said about you niggas that don't have hobbies. You know what I mean? You guys read fucking books that Charlemagne tells you to read. You guys motherfucking read, uh, what is that war, but the art of war. You guys fucking pull up Google documents to shit that you're never going to follow through with. But you can look at me, a nigga with hobbies that likes to do stuff. And you you look down what the fuck is going on. No, I don't draw. I don't have an easel of any sort. Uh, I can't paint. But I can catch a football. You know what I'm saying? And I enjoy catching a football. I enjoy running routes. I mean, I enjoy playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? And... 
what I'm seeing is there's this evolving community of people that aren't athletic or this evolving community of people that uh, are really locked into something in a very singular sense. And whenever you try to deviate and do other things that pretty much are not going to lead to anything, they frown upon it. I'm no better than someone that uh, does those things where you make a ship inside of a glass bottle. I don't know why them niggas do that shit, but it brings them serenity. It brings them peace. You know what I'm saying? It, it brings a calmness to their mind where they don't have to have their mind like all over the place with the stresses of the world. I just want to make a battleship inside of a motherfucking bottle because that's just my style. You know what I mean? And I'm no better than that. I love the things that I'm doing. And I believe that the world would be in a better place if everybody had a hobby. Because... I was watching uh, Dame Lillard on the Joe Budden podcast, right? And they asked him, like, yo, how come you don't play no rec ball? Like, why do you not link with anybody during the summer and get groovy on niggas and show niggas you can get buckets? And he was like, what is the benefit of that? Like, I play with them all throughout the year during the season. I mean, I use summers just to train. And then I believe Maul was like, yo, it's like, if it's you and Lou Will in the backcourt, like, people want to see that. People want to just see you just hoop. And he was still, like, perplexed, like, yeah, that sounds good and all, but I play them during the season. What's the point of me playing them? And I didn't like that, only because there was a portion of the question that wasn't asked because they was all laughing and joking and whatever have you. Like, in order to, do you only do things when there's, like, a super benefit to it? Like, nobody does things for the love anymore. Like, James Harden is hooping in the summer, LeBron James was hooping in the summer. When KD was uh, healthy, KD was hooping in the summer. All these people do things because I don't have to gain anything from anything if it's something that I love doing. Now, I don't know if Dame Lillard is, has the personality like, yo, I'm only playing basketball if I get paid, and that's just the time that I'm on. And if that's the case, then that's cool. You know what I mean, but the question like the love of something or to only see, see things like, yo, what am I going to gain from this? What's the benefit of this? As opposed to just organically doing something because it's fun. Like who doesn't love playing basketball? You know what I'm saying? Well, there's no offensive strategy. There's no defensive strategy. You know what I'm saying? There's no fouls being called by a referee. There's no TV timeouts. There's no halftime. Nigga, game 11. You know what I'm saying? Let's see who can get the buckets the quickest. And I don't know if any of you guys have hobbies that maybe you're scared to share with your friends. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that a lot of you guys may write poetry. Maybe you guys are uh, bloggers. Maybe you guys uh, write short stories. Um, maybe you like tap dancing. Maybe you like doing ballet. Maybe you're in a salsa group. Maybe you love bowling. Uh, but whatever you're doing, don't be afraid to share that with people, yo. You know what I'm saying? We need to bring hobbyists to the forefront. People that just do things just for the love of doing it, knowing that it's not going nowhere. You know what I mean? Because doing things for peace of mind, uh, with all the things that's going on in the world as far as mental health is concerned, I know mental health has really been stressed the past three or four years. I'm not going to say Charlemagne spearheaded it, but Charlemagne put a light on it. You know what I'm saying? So it can be uh, in the minds of more people because he's a public figure. And with all that being said, I really feel as though everyone should at least have one thing that maybe it's not going to end with them getting a raise or maybe it's not going to end with them being able to get the baddest bitch or maybe it's not going to end with them having the most money in their account. But it brings them solitude. I mean, I don't know if you guys draw, maybe you guys write, maybe you guys sculpt, 
uh, if you're not uh, creative in that sense, uh, maybe you love uh, handball. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you love flag football like me. But hobbies and being a hobbyist of any sort uh, is something that I really want to press because I feel as though you feel the most free when you're doing something that you really love to do. So there's other things that I want to talk about with this particular episode. Uh, first of which is the Quentin Tarantino uh, movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I wanted to go check that out because I, will, I will already have my reservations about Quentin Tarantino because there will be someone in his movie and they'll be sitting down and they'll be eating a ham sandwich and then someone else will sit across from them and they'll order a turkey sandwich and they'll speak to one another uh, they'll go on about their day as far as uh, what has to happen in the scene and then nigger will just fall about the sky. Like, he'll just find a way to just implement nigger into, like, the most obscure of scenes. And I just don't understand that style of writing because he also writes his own movies. I mean, this nigga's eating a ham sandwich. He's eating a turkey sandwich. Both of them have Turkey Hill lemonade, and they're talking about niggers. Like, it just it makes no sense to me. But I was like, you know what? This cast is pretty dope. Uh, Al Pacino is in the movie. Leonardo DiCaprio is in the movie. Motherfucking... Um, What's the other nigga's name, man? Brad Pitt. Let me check this out. And I was really surprised. And that got me to thinking about movies overall. And how I need to be in them. I think I would be a smooth actor, man. I think I would be like a a, a Vince Vaughn type. You know what I'm saying? Or, um... Oh, what's my... Jason Bateman. You know what I mean? Or the nigga that plays Ant-Man. You know what I mean? Just that real... A uh, sarcastic, dry humor guy. You know what I mean, because I can't think of anyone in that capacity that um that occupies that space in Hollywood. Uh, maybe my man that always has the afro from the office. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the black dude. What's my son's name? Um, give me a second. Let me. I need to pause because this is important. Let me find out my son's name. His name uh is Craig Robinson. He played Daryl in the office. He was also in Hot Tub Time Machine. But yeah, just. The black dude that's just coming through saying like the witty shit. And I mean, kind of like how Jeffrey did in The Fresh Prince. I believe I can do that shit pretty smooth. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not trying to be like the lead actor or anything because I'm 29. I never acted in my life. But I believe I can get there. I mean, doing the show just shows me that possibilities are endless. And I believe as an actor, with the facial expressions that I can showcase, uh, with my tonality and how I speak... Uh, I will be a fan favorite in no time. So if anyone knows Quentin Tarantino, let him know if he just chills with uh, putting nigger in the script. I would love to be in one of his films. I mean, uh, Spike Lee, if you're listening, Ice Cube, I think that's my way in. Cube Vision. If you ever watch an Ice Cube movie, it always shows Cube Vision. And if you watch any type of uh, Ice Cube movie, He's always the serious person, but all of his movies are comedies, which I always felt like is a dope-ass juxtaposition. He's had JC, uh, Tracy Morgan. He's had Cat Williams. He's had Chris Tucker. He's had uh, Kevin Hart. Now, why am I saying those black men? And why am I saying me? Because I'm also funny. Fuck it. I mean, I don't do stand-up comedy, so I don't know if he goes to like the most poppinest of uh, stand-up comedians to give him a chance. But I believe I have something that I can contribute to the fray. I could be uh, 
Red and Friday that got snuffed up off his bike and did that funny ass run. Now I know that's the person who helped him write the movie, but the common man needs uh needs opportunity too. Uh, I was about to say Spike Lee, Ice Cube. So if you're listening to this, or if someone passes this to you, uh, just know that the original black man will love to be in one of your films, even as an extra, because I'm trying to get my feet wet. Yeah, dig. Now, just to change gears a little bit, I know I haven't asked you guys if you guys need a break yet, but um, the episode's about to conclude in about six minutes. So if you want to take this time just to chill, press pause, Get some ice and the lemonade, then come back for the final scene of the fucking uh, podcast, then I definitely understand. No? You want to stay with me? That's dope. That's why I love you. Um, there was something in particular that I wanted to share with you guys. And this came across my timeline on Twitter. And I don't do, I'm not like the Twitter uh, subject guy where I just pull what's commonly being talked about and I act like it was an original idea and then I implement it on my show but this in particular I believe is important uh only one girl said it so it wasn't like it was a continual conversation with thousands of uh followers or thousands of tweeters this is just something very isolated uh she was saying like yo why is it that men don't comment on the thirst trap picture but they'll comment on everything else and I'm here to provide that explanation. Uh, there's a lot of you that I don't, how do I say this? You never know the motive of why something was uploaded. Sometimes the woman just feels incredible. Uh, she looks incredible. And in an effort to boost her confidence or in an effort just to showcase how liberated and how uh, free flowing she she is with her body she just wants to upload a picture of her looking cute or her looking sexy or um or her just looking free you know what i'm saying so you'll see like booty pics or you'll see breast pics or you'll see pictures of them in bikinis or that uh that uh pose where they're laying on their stomach and their feet is up so you see the top of their butt cheeks uh or there's women that are looking for attention but as opposed to DMing people personally, they're just trying to be the bait. And they're hoping that if they put the bait out there, then a fish will come back. Uh, a fish being you, not a body fish, because this is a gay-friendly program. And we don't chastise gays. I used to do that shit when I was younger. And I've grown and I've evolved. So not the body fish. I'm talking about the proverbial fish. Fish being uh, the bait. I'm sorry, fish that's biting the bait, uh, the bait being the thirst trap. So I'm going to tell women why we choose the pictures that we choose or why we choose when we're looking in your Insta story or whatever have you. Why do we choose to comment on certain things and not just the obvious? Because getting curved is a phenomena that's really been highlighted the past few years. And... With social media, you can have literally thousands of people trying to get your attention every day based on your follower count or based on how popular you are. So if we go with the low-hanging fruit of you just posting your butt cheeks or you, post, or you uh, posting the breast on your chest or you posting uh, you laying on your stomach and uh, you see the sunrise of the top of the buttocks 
which is misleading because a lot of women that do that pose, in fact, do not have butt cheeks. And it's misleading. You should be fined. But that's another story for another time. So what has to happen is we need to start using our mind, which some of us do. So a lot of times when you're speaking to women, they'll say like, hey, if you're trying to approach me on the street, say like, hey, beautiful, or you uh, only approaching me after I walk past you. So you still have butt cheeks. It shows what your attentions are off top. If you say anything that's personality driven, that's what can get my attention. So what a lot of us have done is we have subdued that information and we tried to parlay said information into our DM tactic. So we're like, hey, she's posting butt cheeks. She's posting her thighs. She's posting her midsection. She's posting what lies beneath the uh, areola coverings. And I believe I'm going to see what the fuck is going on here. But if I do this now, I'm pretty sure her DMs is going to be through the roof. So let me just wait and wait for her to post about what she's reading or uh, an interesting meme that she finds funny or some sneakers that she might want to buy or some food that she could be cooking or looking to cook or when she's just ranting about whatever she's interested in at the time i'll uh, give her some feedback based on what she's ranting about and then that can get the conversation going once you can establish some type of conversation then you're in the game there's not too many ways to establish conversation if you're showing the butt cheeks or if you're showing uh, the indentations of your thigh. I mean, because you already know what time it is, or you already know what time I'm on as the uh, DMer, or as the thirster in this uh, particular situation. So we have to move very strategically as far as getting the attention, because getting left on scene is prevalent out here. I can't stress this enough. When you go and you think like you put a lot of time and thought into how you gonna DM Shorty? You build up the courage. You know, more than likely, you're gonna be in her request section because she does not follow you. Now, not only when you go to request, you can see the DM without even responding to it. If you go to DM, accept it, and leave niggas on scene, that shit is heartbreaking. So, what everyone's trying to do is we're just trying to minimize getting left on scene. So in our head, we're like, yo, if we just comment on something that's a uh, personality driven as opposed to physically driven, then we in the game, like low down, like low down, dirty shame. You know what I'm saying? So for the women out there, it looks as though that you guys are giving us a hard time. Like you don't like when we dim you. OK, cool. You just want to flaunt your body all over the place and just not have nobody talk to you about it on a social network where everything's built on interaction. Okay, cool. You want to take the interactive nature out of an interactive app. All right, weirdo bitch. Cool. But what I don't understand is if you are going on social media and you are flaunting your body just to get a reaction or to get some attention and then you get some attention, you now want to relegate how you're going to get said attention, which is also cool. All right. Let's say I give you all that. We're even evolving to where we're not even commenting uh, in a savage way on pictures that can evoke savagery. We're trying to do shit when you're putting up the book that you're reading and we're still getting a hard time like, damn, why is niggas? It's kind of like the girls that say like, yo, niggas only talk to me while I don't have makeup on. Yes. Yes. Actually, use your fucking mind. Yes. It needs to be understood that we do not care about none of that shit. Now I'm saying the panties are trying to be procured at all costs, consensually, of course. So if I see you out and about 
at Panera Bread, at Starbucks, at Rite Aid, at Home Depot, going to the store to get a chopped cheese, whatever, and you just got some sweatpants, some sneakers on, and you're not, quote-unquote, glamored up, and I'm coming to speak to you, that's me trying to initiate, you know what I'm saying, a little bit of momentum as far as how we can speak to one another and how you can, how we can view each other and how it needs to be understood that you don't need to be on 10 North Me to initiate conversation with you. You know what I mean? If if I'm on uh, your page, I've probably been on your page for a while. I'm just looking for that one opportunity for me to see something that you might be interested in as opposed to what you look like. And we still can't win. It's like, damn, you didn't DM me on the picture you're supposed to DM me on, so I don't understand you niggas. When there's really not too much to understand. I'm going to say this last thing, and I'm going to conclude the episode. Whether you want your butt rubbed or if you want to rub the butt cheeks, and I'm saying... The booty is the objective in both scenarios. Know what I'm saying? And if we work together in cohesion, so either your butt can be rubbed or you can be the rubber of the butt cheeks, that I believe, uh, as I said earlier, that the world will be a better place. So leave with these two things. Get a hobby and tactically uh, mold your technique on either getting your butt rubbed or rubbing some butt cheeks. And most of all, it needs to be consensual. That's going to be the final word of the Good Brother experience. That's going to be how I'm going to end 4.1. 4.2 is coming right up. Uh, stay around, man. I'm saying I'm probably going to upload both of them at the same time. So it can be continual. So you don't got to wait an hour to get to 4.2. If you're in a space to where you're fucking bored at work. Or you're on your hour lunch break. Because I only took half an hour of your time. And I got another half an hour coming up. So with that being said, howl at me. Wait around. I'll see you in about whether it's a few days, a few hours, or a few minutes. And uh, thank you for listening to me. Howl at your boy. Hey. Hey, you still there? I almost forgot the ad. I got to do the ad. Um, Before I even do the ad, I'm just going to just come right out and say it. I thought I was duped, y'all. And this needs to be a lesson in just having patience and letting things manifest before you come to a conclusion. Uh, I utilized the chamomile soap from uh, Lola and Doe because they're a sponsor of the show. And when I received it, it was very watery. I'm like, yo, this thing gave me some watery nonsense type of bullshit. Soap is this. I should fucking hunt snake down, punch him up one time. I'm like, you know what? Before I get angry, let me throw this motherfucking soap in the washcloth action. Let me see what the lather is like. And the lather is spectacular. Know what I'm saying? I thought this nigga was giving me the type of soap that you bit, that you dip the stick into and then blow bubbles with. But come to find out. Not only does that soap smell spectacular, but it lathers up and made my body feel clean and serene, goddammit. And with that being said, let's go into the ad. This episode of The Good Brother Experience is brought to you by the good folks at Soul Deep Socks. Soul Deep Socks is the new gold standard of luxury footwear. When it comes to fashion, too many people underestimate the importance of their socks. Your stride should tell a story when you walk. This is where Soul Deep Socks comes in. I personally like the Picasso and Navy Flamingo pieces, but there's over two dozen styles to choose from. In fact, if you sign up for their monthly Soul Club, you'll get two fresh pairs of socks sent to your doorstep every month. 
to show appreciation for listening to the Good Brother Experience. All listeners get 10% off their next order. Just use promo code TGBE at checkout. That's SoulDeepSocks.com, where unique artistry and quality socks meet. I got those fucking flamingo socks, and I'm out here looking very, very proper when I'm stepping into functions. So I suggest that you get their soap at lolandoe.com and then you go to soldeepsocks.com and get some sock wear. You know what I'm saying? Because your sock wear ain't right, then you pretty much just tarnish the whole outfit. Holla at your boy. See you in 4.2.